Welcome back, everyone, to the Madness and Grace podcast. Today, it is Matt and I, once again, going over some of the trending mental health topics. And since we're nearing the end of the year, I thought it would be really cool and insightful to talk about sadness and not just sadness, but anxiety, depression around the holidays. So how's it going, Matt? Going well. How are you doing? Good, good. And you know, Matt, today I just kind of wanted to talk about what people may refer to as, I'm putting quotes up, the holiday blues and why people are so affected during the holidays. And obviously mental illness does have a schedule. It can hit anyone at any time of the year, but we definitely see a big increase in sadness and loneliness around the holidays. I saw a statistic that said three in five people report feeling extra lonely during the holidays, which is a lot of people. Yeah, that is a lot of people. I I saw APA study that came out that said uh, 38% of people report that they feel overly stressed during the holidays. Although I think that's probably a little low, but Mm -hmm. yeah, three in five, that's a lot of, that's a lot of people. You know, I know, you know, for people, People with mental health problems, uh, holidays are often kind of uh, trigger events for the negative symptoms of their illness to to pop up for a variety of reasons. But then also just people in general, you're right, they'll feel lonely, they'll feel overly anxious, uh, they'll even get very, very down. Uh, And there's a, a variety of reasons. I think there's kind of different subgroups of people, but it's unfortunate because holidays are supposed to be times where uh, we uh, celebrate events, sometimes religious events, sometimes uh, historical events, and, and also times we're supposed to spend with our uh, with our families to enjoy them. And unfortunately, for a lot of people, there aren't good times. You just kind of mentioned a few of the common triggers. I was going to ask you, you know, what are the main stressors that contribute to this kind of lonely feeling. And I know, you know, there's like obvious ones like financial stress, you know, how am I going to provide for my family during this time? But what are some of the most common triggers that you would say besides shopping and religious events? Right. Yeah. You know, it just, it depends on the group because there there are different constituencies. So first, you know, like the people that we deal with here at the Hope and Healing Center that come to us that have mental health problems, uh, you know, the holidays can be a very stressful time, a very difficult time because it um, alters their regular daily routine. Uh, And so they, you know, they get into a routine that's very, you know, helpful for them and calming. And then holidays are Holidays can, you know, even when we enjoy them, can be very chaotic. You know, you're thrown mm-hmm. together with a lot of different people. You're eating different kinds of food. You may have to travel or people travel to you. So there's a lot of change uh, in that. And so, you know, change in and of itself can be very stressing uh, for people that have mental health problems. For people that don't have mental health problems, there's all kinds of things going on at holidays. I mean, let alone the fact that our daily activities change, but uh we're thrown together with our relatives and friends that we perhaps don't see very often. Uh, and we may not see them very often because we may not want to see them very often. And so, you know, we are put together with people and, you know, then we discuss topics and bring up old problems and, and old wounds are opened. And so that can be very difficult uh, because people feel like, well, I need to be with my family, even though I don't get along with my family. And so you get a lot of that. And then, like you said, there's financial issues. I mean, uh, holidays can be very expensive. Uh, it's a very materialistic world. And I think we allow that to kind of draw us off when really what's important is that we're just with people we care about. And I think that, you know, it, it's just a, it's an interesting time. We get so caught up in the 
in the tradition and the revelry and the expense and all of that, that we don't really take time to say, well, what would be a enjoyable holiday for me? What would I like to do? And I think on the lonely side, you do have people that they don't have family. They've lost family. You know, certainly those who've lost someone, the holidays are a reminder that they're not there at the table uh, and, or they don't have a family that they can go visit. Maybe they live far away. Maybe they're estranged from their family. And so they may spend the holidays alone, literally alone. And so there's a, there's a lot of that as well. So it is a, for a time that's supposed to be so joyous, it's a, it's a very difficult time for a lot of people, a lot more people, I think, than we really give it credit for. Even that three and five people, you know, loneliness doesn't equate mental illness, but absolutely, people are still just extra lonely during this time. And I've definitely witnessed some unhealthy coping strategies over the holidays. You know, particularly I have addiction in my family and something that can happen is to compensate for all of the holiday stress or anxiety. People are using these unhealthy coping mechanisms like alcohol consumption or, you know, overeating and, you know, other substance abuse as well. So I'm curious to know if you have any coping strategies that are healthy for people instead of kind of resorting to, sure, it's it's a coping mechanism, but it's not the healthiest. Right. Yeah, I think, you know, alcohol tends to be the worst thing that happens at holidays. It, it usually okay. never goes well. I mean, even if the majority of people there are, are using alcohol in a non-misuse uh, way, uh, yeah. somebody always overindulges. What I would say is this, you know, that a person really honestly needs to sit down before a holiday ever comes and make a decision or consider or think about what would be an enjoyable holiday for them, not Mm -hmm. to get caught up into the, what people expect of you or what, what tradition says, or, you know, I remember a family, for instance, just again, this is a little bit outside it's related, but so I remember a family that I dealt with several years ago that had a older son that was autistic. Uh, And so, you know, change is very difficult uh, for that. And, And when I say older son, I mean like in his late 20s, very difficult for him. But their, you know, their family just expected them, their extended family, to travel with him and have him there. And he would always get upset and kind of act out and, and it would be a miserable time. Uh, yeah. You know, and I told the mother, I said, you know, why do you do that? Why don't you just have your holiday at home with your yeah. husband and your son? Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be better? She goes, oh, that'd be wonderful. I go, well, that's what you should do then. Why? You know, well, this is what other people expect. Well, what's best for your son? What's best for your immediate family. So I think everybody needs to sit down and say, hey, you know what? Every year our holiday is a disaster or every year I'm miserable because I go and it reminds me of this. I'd really rather spend, and I'm not saying isolate yourself. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I would rather spend time with my, you know, my friends, or I'd rather just spend time with my immediate family, my husband or my wife or whatever. I mean, that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. I think people need to give themselves permission for that. I think the other thing they need to say is, well, what are the regular triggers that happen every year? You know, there's no reason for me to get into a discussion with, you know, Uncle Joe about that land that we, you know, we bought together and I lost a bunch of money on it. That's not going to be resolved. Yeah. I have to tell myself that I'm going to go there just to be with my family. I'm not going there to try to fix 20 years worth of problems. And so. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be honest with yourself about what the issues are. And 
you know, a lot of times it's not what you do, but it's how you react to what others do. And you have to, again, you have to be the, the bigger person. Why are you going to spend time with your family? Why, why are you going to celebrate this holiday? Is it for religious ex- reasons? Well, then that should be your focus, yeah. the religious reasons. Your focus should not be on, well, I'm going to really get one over on Cousin Lulu this year because, you know, <laughs> last year she called me this and I'm, a, you know, I got the zinger yeah. for her. You know, you have to, I think you have to be honest. And I think if your holidays are normally a difficult time, you have to do, as you just said, and that is, how am I going to cope with that? If normally I'm very lonely or I'm very anxious, what is, what am I going to do to cope with that? Mm -hmm. Um, That increase in those. And I'm not going to use negative strategies like overeating or overspending, which Mm -hmm. is another common one, uh, or, you know, or using alcohol or whatever. I mean, what am I going to do? And one of the things you might do is you might reconstruct what your holiday is going to be like. Well, normally this, I get really upset because I'm around 50 people and I, you know, and I don't do well in those situations. Well, this holiday, I'm just going to have three people around me or whatever. And so, I, but you got to do this ahead of time. You don't do yeah. this when you're on the airplane on your <laughs> way. So you, I think you have to ask yourself if you're if you're finding that the holidays cause you significant amounts of stress or or depression or loneliness or, or whatever these kind of negative emotions. I think you have to ask yourself what is it about the holiday that does that? Is it a reminder? If you find it's a reminder of loss. Well, then I would recommend that you, you know, that you seek out some professional care to deal with your grief, but also maybe you add into your holiday remembrance opportunity for that person that you lost. I mean, it's all about the strategy that you develop to deal with what's going to happen. And typically, this is not a surprise when this happens. This Mm -hmm. has happened time and time and time again. You know, so you're really it's really only it's your issue if you just ignore it. You know, and so uh, so just, you know, ask yourself what how it normally goes. And hopefully there is a pleasurable part of it. And you want to focus on that and and you want to try to maximize that. Just my own personal tip to, you know, maybe people out there who think, you know, well, I don't have a ton of family. I don't have a lot of people to see. Put social media away for the holidays. I feel like every episode we talk about how social media is negatively impacting, but I know it can be hard to be on Facebook and see, wow, so-and-so's got this huge family and they are at Thanksgiving and I don't have anyone. You know, when, when in reality, I'm sure they were all fighting around the dinner table. So nothing... Right, right. <laughs> You Nothing have to remember none media. of that. But that's all phony. No, you know, nobody's yeah. life is a Hallmark movie. The social media will make you think that other people do have a Hallmark movie. Right, absolutely. And, you know, uh, they say that comparison is the thief of joy. You know, there are good aspects of your life and good aspects of your family. And you want to focus on that. And there are people that would love to have the family you have or the relationships you have. Be content with what you have. Don't don't focus on others and, and miss what you have. And that's my tip. If you can't be on social media without it get, getting you to a dark spot, put it away for November and Absolutely. December. <laughs> I, think that's, that's a, I think that's a great uh, suggestion. I think it's a great suggestion to to just say, hey, when I'm with my family, at a minimum, I'm going to put the phone away. I'm going to turn my phone off, put it in another room so I can actually be present with my family. You know, another thing I would say, uh, sometimes it's not being with family, it's the length of time you're with family. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's one thing to go have a meal together. It's another thing to spend three, four days together. So if, if what you do is as you're evaluating your previous holiday experiences, <laughs> if you find that, you know, we all were getting along great at first, but by the third day, it was a disaster. Yeah. Shorten your stay. I mean, these sound like they sound like kind of goofy little things. But if you if you plan accordingly ahead of time, you can make your holiday experience really a wonderful experience. Yeah. And that's kind of why I wanted to release this episode kind of early in the holidays, you know, early November so that people can have a plan and they can balance expectations for themselves and their loved ones. And Matt, you and I did an episode on, you know, setting boundaries with family and friends a few episodes back, but you mentioned having a plan moving forward through the holiday season. How can we encourage people to have those open conversations? I know it can be scary to tell a family member, well, I want to come for two days instead of five or, you know, whatever, without hurting someone's feelings. How can someone go about those conversations? Number one, you have to, you can't own other people's issues, you Mm -hmm. know? And so, you know, I know a lot of families, uh, they have to spend the holidays at more than one place, you know, try to make it all fair for everyone or like, oh, well, you had them last, they were with you, you went to theirs last Thanksgiving, now you're supposed to come to ours, it's only fair. Well, you know what, life isn't fair. And so, you know, what you what you have to do is you have to say, who do I consider my most immediate family? Who is it that I want to spend this holiday with? Who do I want to celebrate? I mean, let's let's remember what these these events are. Who do I want to celebrate Thanksgiving with? Who do I want to celebrate Christmas with? I mean, who do I want to, these are celebratory experiences. I mean, who do I want to be with? And if you say, oh, well, you know, I want to be with my, you know, it's maybe it's just a a family of a a couple and a child, you know, well, I want to spend it with them. Okay, well, great. Well, there's nothing wrong with you doing that. And if other people are upset by that, you can't own that. The other thing you have to do is you have to remind yourself that you don't have to convince them that you're right. And and so I, you know, you also don't have to try to explain to them where you end up hurting their feelings of why you only want to stay for two days. You just, you know, for your family this year, two days is, is what you think is best, you know, and you don't have to justify that in any way. And so, and I think also the first person you have to set boundaries for yourself, you know, and so if every year you get an argument with your uncle over politics, the boundary you need to set for yourself is simply not going to have a conversation with your uncle about politics or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it doesn't matter what he says, you know, and and you're just not going to be drawn into that. Believe me, both will benefit from that. And so (laughs) I think you have, but you also have to set boundaries for your, your family. I mean, if you have a family member that just absolutely insists that you be there this year because last year you were somewhere else and that's just not going to happen, you don't ruin your holiday and family relations just so you can make everything fair because you never can make everything fair. Yeah. Uh, And one of the things you have to affirm to your family members is that just because you're not present with them doesn't mean you don't care for them, you Mm -hmm. know? And and I think you need to make sure that you let them know that I'm I'm not going to be able to be there this year, or we're decided to go over here, but I want you to understand how much I care for you and how important you are to me. And, and this isn't a reflection of that. This is yeah. just a reflection of of kind of trying to maybe minimize the stress in our family or whatever, or financial, or again, it doesn't, they don't have to accept it, but you you just need to put it out there for them. And 
I think that's the biggest thing I see at the holidays is people, they just don't give themselves permission to make decisions for themselves. They have making everyone else happy. Older, yeah. right, exactly. Older family members, you know, or traditions have to be followed or somehow you damage the family or hurt people. That, you know, that's just, um, you know, we got to let that go. I ha- I need to be happy. So for instance, I have three adult children. If one of my adult children says, well, I'm going to go spend the holidays with my fiance's family, or I'm going to go spend the holiday with friends. I should be happy mm-hmm. that my loved one is happy yeah. at that holiday. Not mm-hmm. that, well, they didn't come spend it with me. That means that they don't love me. I mean, that, yeah. that's my problem. That's not their problem. Right. You know, we've talked about triggers and we've talked about coping strategies and how to kind of have a plan moving forward. But obviously, seeking help and resources for your mental health during the holidays can be crucial for a lot of people. And it can be really hard because, you know, clinics are closed, your therapist may be on vacation, or you just don't have the financial capabilities for mental health care. And I just wanted to highlight our Hopeline, um, which is open every single day, even through the holiday season, um, which I just personally think is so great because I don't know how many other resources are open on Christmas Day or anything like that. So I just wanted to highlight our Hopeline. And as always, I will leave that phone number in our show notes. And we highly encourage everyone who just needs someone to talk to or needs a referral out to use that resource. Yeah, a few things I'd say is, you know, for those of you who do have a mental health problem and you're managing it with medication, make sure you have your medication. If you're going to go out of town or, you know, the holidays are coming where it's harder to get a hold of, you know, a pharmacy may be closed, make sure you have enough medication. You may need to call your doctor now to make sure you have those prescriptions in. And and that's just tremendously important. I think the other thing is if you uh, are a person, you know, the Hope Line, uh, something like that is wonderful. I think if you're a person who does struggle over the holidays and you have a therapist, you might talk to your therapist about some additional tools or coping, but you also might say, is there any way if I have an emergency that I could get a hold of you? Uh, Mm -hmm. Because sometimes just knowing that you have that available is, is very reassuring. Uh, Mm -hmm. to you. And I think another thing is, you know, for those of us who maybe don't have a mental health problem, and and there are certain struggles, you know, I think it's not a bad idea to have a conversation with another loved one about how you want to deal with this this year. I mean, a trusted loved one, like, hey, you know, you know, maybe your brother, you know, hey, we're not going to go and hang out at, you know, grandpa's house this year, because it always really makes the kids wild. And, it always ends up being, so we're just going to have it Thanksgiving or whatever, just for our family. You know, what do you think about that? What do you think if we did that? You know, yeah. just to kind of get that kind of feedback so you can get some some understanding of what how others are going to perceive that. You know, sometimes that's helpful to, to kind of know, as opposed to just kind of drop a bomb on them, like, oh, by the yeah. way, we're not coming, you know, kind mm-hmm. of. A thing. So, you know, I think, uh, like we've said this whole time here, I think it's all about preparation. And, uh, and if what's been done in the past always ends up bad and you always come out of it not feeling well it's going to happen again if you mm-hmm. don't do anything it's there's there's just not going to be a year where it just goes wonderful if it never goes wonderful so yeah. you know take responsibility for yourself uh and you don't have to make it wonderful for everybody think about what would make it 
wonderful for you. Well, thanks, Matt. And thanks to everyone listening. Once again, we're going to leave all of our resources in the show notes. That's all we've got today. And happy holidays. I know it's weird to say happy holidays after all of that, but still. (laughs) They should be happy holidays. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. Thank you.